Hello, and welcome to Living Fit with your hosts, James and Karen Roberts, personal trainers, life coaches, and motivational speakers. This program promotes good health through nutrition and physical activity. If you are interested in starting a personal fitness training program, please contact either Karen Roberts at 336-202-2313 or James Roberts at 336-707-7719. You can also contact them at Facebook at livingfit.com.co. Please consult your medical doctor before starting any exercise program or nutritional plan. And now, here's James and Karen. Hi. Once again, thank you for joining me for this week's Fit Tip. Today, I want to talk about how to change bad habits for good. First, go to Ephesians 4, 22 through 24. Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. Put on your new nature, created to be like God, truly righteous and holy. Now, when are we most likely to say something like, we're going to change to a healthier lifestyle? Here are some examples. New Year's Eve, when we've just had an unpleasant doctor's appointment, when we see a very fit or healthy looking passerby, when we're about to go on vacation, or when we come back from vacation. When there's a special reunion on the horizon, like a high school reunion or a family reunion, what about for a wedding, birthday, or other celebratory situation? I could go on and on. We say these things to make ourselves feel better when we know we have not been doing the right things. And I believe it's with good intentions. However, the desire and motivation somehow gets lost in the translation. We sometimes tend to mistake routine hab- uh, routine for habit. A routine would be getting up 10 minutes earlier to meditate before taking a shower or going for a 30-minute run before going to work. It may be uncomfortable, but necessary and important to you. On the other hand, a habit is something so ingrained that we do it automatically and without thinking about it, like brushing your teeth, taking a shower, and eating breakfast before going to work. In essence, these things could have started as routines. The idea here is to turn a new routine into a new habit. For example, most people can't work out one day a month or even a week and expect to see significant changes in their health, especially if all other factors remain the same. You have to be more consistent. And likewise, with food, adding a new or a few uh, broccoli crowns to one meal of pizza, burgers, and loaded fries, and expecting to have any measurable improvements to blood sugar levels is futile. It doesn't work that way. You have to eat a healthier, more balanced diet and consistently. So here are three ideas to help you change your habits permanently. Number one, find your triggers, then eliminate them. For example, if you snack on something every time you get into your car, 
Stop putting snacks in your car. Initially, it may be challenging to drive without eating, but over time, you will realize you reached your destination without succumbing to the desire to snack while driving. Number two, stay focused. Starting new habits are just as hard as letting go of old habits, so stay focused. Try putting notes in trigger places, such as a pantry or your car. They can be reminders not to eat while driving or words of encouragement to keep you motivated. And number three, never give up. Studies show we are creatures of habit. How long it takes to develop a new habit depends on how long you have been engaging in the old habits. You need to be intentional, meaning you have to do it on purpose, deliberately and continuously. Studies show that persistence contributes to the development of new habits. So if you are serious about making permanent changes, give it as much time as it takes and be persistent. So thank you for joining me um, for this week's Fit Tip. I pray it's been a blessing to you and pass it on to family and friends. And remember to tune in to Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts today and every Tuesday at 11 a.m. right here on 100.7 FM, The Joy. Be blessed and have a terrific Tuesday. Thank you, Karen. And thank you all for joining us for Living Fit with James and Karen Roberts. Hope you all are having a blessed day. Last time we were here, we were discussing uh, honoring our convictions And we talked about uh, how the Bible tells us that if we uh, think that we're sinning and we go ahead and do it, then we're not honoring our convictions. And what we're trying to do is teach people that obedience is good, even in our food choices. And I told you not to worry about whether or not uh, you are perfect, because we're not perfect. We we're learning, we're trying to get better, but we should have integrity and and, uh, and we need to uh, not compromise our our beliefs and not let others influence us. I know we're social people and we should keep our spiritual and physical health in mind when choosing what we should eat and honor those convictions. Ephesians 6.12 tells us that we do not wrestle against flesh and Blood. In other words, the fight is not against the governments or people or companies or circumstances. The real battle that is unseen is is our struggle in our prayer for the souls of unbelievers, because that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to bring people into the body of Christ. And so our example is what we do. People are very visual. God looks on our heart, as we said, but People look at us, and so we need to be able to start this new fresh walk, uh, refreshing ourselves. Second Peter 1 uh, tells us that Simon Peter, a servant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of of God and of Jesus our Lord, according as his divine power hath given us 
given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, that they make you that ye shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see far off and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. We've been purged from our old sins. We are not slaves to what we used to do. Isaiah 43, 18 says, But forget all that. It is nothing compared to who I am going to be or do. So no matter how many times you've tried to make healthy choices and failed, it doesn't matter. This time can be different because this time you are relying on God as your ultimate guide to your healthy lifestyle. Your previous and present experience was uh, are incomparable. And what we have to do is acknowledge that God has all the answers. By his divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know him, the one who called us to himself by means of his marvelous glory and excellence. Uh, again, that's First Peter I I sometimes find it hard to believe that the Bible has everything we need to live a life that glorifies God. After all, there is no Bible diet food plan in itself, but the pages does give us a way to live. And and we do need to deliver be delivered by what God says. In Mark 9:24, uh what God promises, he's delivers on. It's up to you and me to believe that what he says is true. If you can't quite wrap your mind around this, it's okay, simply because all you have to do is ask him, and you will find out that God is there willing to help you. But and as we've been being taught, we have to get into God's word for him to speak with us. The Holy Spirit works with, with uh, his word. And we need to ask for God's direction. We don't need to ask after we've already been on the trip. We want to ask before we go. Since we are living by the Spirit, let us follow the Spirit's leading in every part of our lives. In Galatians 5.25, that's what it's talking about in the New Living Translation. We, we want to ask God before we start making preparations to, to do things. We don't want to just do them and then ask for forgiveness later. No, we want to live these lives as people who can certainly uh, do the things that we are required to do. As believers in Christ, 
the Holy Spirit resides in us. Rather than relying on our external guidance, we have our very own navigator. While it's easy to believe that the Spirit will lead us in big decisions, we often forget to remember that He will also guide us on our daily choices. Yes, even what we should be eating. But we need to ask, not just go ahead and do and pray over something that we know is already bad for us. Before you eat, pause and check in with the Holy Spirit. You already know most of the time what he's going to say. Where does your peace lead you to? Does it make you feel good when you've already been to your doctor? He's already told you that you have health issues and you're still going to not invite the Holy Spirit into your decision making. Decision making. Invite him in to your dining. Invite him into your family's uh, uh, meals before you even create them. Look, Revelations 3. 20. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. God wants to be a part of our lives in every area of our lives, even in our meal. Not only can we ask Christ to our meal times, he's waiting to join us. A meal speaks of so much more than physical food, but it also includes it. How different would it be at your dinner table if you opened the door and invited Christ in to dine with you? Would you be eating things that you know is harmful to you and to your children and to your families and that you know is making you sick and you say that you're being led by the Spirit? Would you be doing that while we long for the day, we enjoy a meal face-to-face. We may experience eating in His presence now if we welcome Him in, to our, in our meals right now. The things that's going to keep us doing the right things, thinking the right way. Like I said, we can't even hear from God if, we, if, our, if our minds aren't right. And we already saw that. Uh, we've read studies that said that if we don't, eat right, it affects our mood, our our anxieties, and our depression, and even our cognition. So we don't want our our children and ourselves to be sick. So seek true satisfaction. And Jesus replied, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never be hungry again. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. John 6, 35. Why did God create us with a need to eat? After all, his capabilities are endless, and he could have easily made it so for us together to live off oxygen alone. Yet, here we are getting hungry multiple times a day. This need for food is an example of the hunger and satisfaction we can find in Christ Jesus in our spiritual life. While spiritual starvation is possible, it's unnecessary. We can all study God's Word. We can all listen to the leading of the Holy Spirit. And we can all be fed by what God says. And there comes a time 
where we need to just sit down and just sup with him. Do you ever wish you could change something about your body? If so, you're not alone. Lots of people feel unhappy with some parts of their looks, but getting stuck on what you don't like can really bring you down and your self-esteem down. And when we do that, I, ha- I see that a lot of tendencies is for parents to criticize their children, you know, and that's not what we want. Hebrews 13, 16 says, Do not neglect to do good and to share what you have, for such sacrifice are pleasing to God. When you do good in Jesus' name, with your mouth on your or your hands, or your presence, your body becomes a holy, living sacrifice of worship. And that's what we are supposed to be. We're supposed to be a house of worship. Our bodies, our minds, our hands, our mouth. You don't need to be a perfect body to have a good body image. When you like your body as it is, you boost your body image right now. You, you, you build up your self-esteem and you start working toward what you know, where you're at, and you start building upon that. But what if you do need to build this better body shape? What if it's not about the body shape, it's about your health? That's the key. We want to make sure that we are having a good, healthy family relationship. We're going to be around for our families. We want to be healthy. We can't change who our parents were. We can't change a lot of things about ourselves, but we can change how we react towards food, towards people, and we can be loving toward people. We can show people God in us is our hope. Some people think when I get in better shape, I'll, I'll like my body. But it's not about what we like about ourselves. It's what we do about ourselves that's really going to make the difference. We need to be our best at every avenue, every place we go. We need to first accept that this is where i got to start from, and this is where I'm building from, and I'm going to do it because it's the right thing to do for God. I want to make sure my body lines up with what God has already said. So I take good care of my body. Now, that's just uh, something that we know is true because in Romans uh, one and two, it tells us that we, Paul begs us to present our bodies as living sacrifices. And in 1 Corinthians 3.16 and 1 Corinthians 6.19, it tells us that uh, the Holy Spirit houses himself in our bodies. So we know that we need to take care of our bodies. And when you like your body, it's easier to treat that body a much better way. It's easier for you to want to be an example of what God can do and will do in our lives. And it helps us to exercise self-control in all areas of our lives and leads us to be people that can be counted on and we can love others enough to show and lead with confidence. And we should want to feel uh, our best and we should want to uh, be able to help others uh, live in these bodies. And nobody's perfect. 
you know, I, I, Karen and I, we're not perfect. We do work, try to be healthier, but uh, we have our struggles, but we have made decisions based upon what we know, our knowledge. Hebrews 6, 18, so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie, we who have fled for refuge might have strong encouragement to hold fast to the hope set before us. God has given us a hope that is set before us. We hold strong. It's impossible for God to lie. God says that anything we ask him according to his will, he hears us. And we already know God wants us to be well because we already know what Third uh, John says. So everybody wants to be liked and accepted, accepted just as, as they are. But that doesn't mean that we're going to like ourselves. And we have to like ourselves first because the way we treat people is going to be based upon the way we treat ourselves. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ. So it's no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And in return, I should give myself back to him. Everybody, everybody who's a believer ought to know that when I became a believer, I was crucified with Christ. And it's not I'm that's living, it's Christ who lives in me, and I need to be an example to the world. You know, we need to be examples to the world. This flesh that I now show, I need to show it as one that's as precious to God. And that's true of everybody, too. To see your body in the way that God sees it. And we don't need to be a critic of it. We need to be a friend of it. We don't need to be ashamed of it, but we need to work on it. We don't need to be harsh about it, but we do need to be uh, accepting of what God has already done. Second Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing that any should perish, but all should reach repentance. We need to repent about the way we treat ourselves. And, and, and we need to also understand that in these last days, these children need better, better nutrition so that they can think better. We talked about this because we want our children to be able to think clearer and not be misled. And that's true whether you, you say it out loud or you think it about yourself. We have to make sure we're taking care of ourselves. It hurts just as much for me to talk bad about myself and for me not to be kind to myself because the way I think about myself is the way I'm going to treat others. Second Peter 1 says, His divine power has granted us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence. We should be glorifying God and we should be doing it with excellence. We need to respect ourselves so that we can respect others. If you have things to work on, then work on them. Romans 12.10 says, Love one another with brotherly affection. 
outdo one another in showing honor. We need to make sure that what we're doing is, is making sure that we're outdoing others in showing uh, brotherly affection. And we need to build better habits. My wife talked about that in her fit tip. You have to be putting on new habits. You need to break the bad habits and build on the ones that you can put in place, as my wife has said. Tell yourself what you like instead of what you don't like. And then build on the good things and reject the bad things. The Revelation 14, 12 says, Here is a call for the endurance of the saints, those who keep the commandments of God and their faith in Jesus. We need to keep our uh, endurance, and we need to keep the commands of God. And the way to do that is to have our minds clear. And we talked about that, having our minds stayed on Him. Keep doing the good things until it becomes habit. And you need to like yourself enough to do this. Everybody has something to like about themselves. Maybe you like your hair, your face, your hands. What about your shape, your shoulders, your legs, your eyes, your smile? Tell yourself what you like and why. If you get stuck, think about what your friends like about you. Accept those things. Know that there's a lot of things to like about you. And let yourself feel good. Focus on what your body can do and, and how you can improve what God has already proven through God's power. There's more to the body than just your looks. The main focus should be on your health. When you play sports, when you walk, run, dance, swim, that's your body in action. And thank God that you're able to have action. Your body is there for you when you stretch, you reach, you climb, you jump for joy. When you're carrying things, building things, giving hugs, you can be amazed, be thankful for all he has done and will do through your obedience to his word and taking care of your body. Be aware of your body and don't ignore your body as you go through the day. Learn to breathe slowly, calmly, and to stretch. Learn to tell when your body needs the right kind of food and rest. You can enjoy the way your body feels when you walk, run, and play because you took the time to take care of God's temple. So eat healthy foods, learn what foods are good for you, and learn uh, how, how much of it you should eat. Take your time when you eat. Really taste your food. Enjoy Eat as slow so that your brain starts working with your stomach. Eat the right amount. Eat the best foods. Boost your body image. When you treat your body right, you'll treat others and yourself right. Make sure you're getting plenty of rest, good sleep. Learn how much sleep you need. Don't stay up all night watching TV. Don't turn on those, those screens at bedtime so you can't even sleep well. Be active every day. Your body needs to move and to be strong and fit and healthy so that we can be active and play and be there for our families. We have a responsibility to keep our, our body weight 
and good check and, and so that we get good reports from our doctors. And we need to love others and treat others well as we treat ourselves. We need to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. And if we do this, we'll be able to keep our minds stayed on God. And we'll be able to live according to what God has already said. My prayer for, uh, is this, that we all come to the full knowledge and understanding. Because I can tell you right now, things are shortening up. If we need to, we can always ask God. And God will give us the knowledge we need, the wisdom we need, the understanding we need to be able to do the things that He would have us to do to live a healthy life. And our reason for being here is to help you with that. Please feel free to write us, call us, and with any questions, Karen and I would like to hear from you. And see you next week. Keep living fit and doing what matters. Have a blessed week. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Living Fit. Please consult a physician or fitness professional before beginning any activity if you are under their care. If you would like to contact James or Karen, you can do so through the website, Facebook at livingfit.com.co or call. Until next time, keep living fit and do what matters. Thank you.